0: Welcome to The Drive with Josh Downs, a faith based coaching podcast where I'll share weekly thoughts, principles, insights, and more, all designed to help you build a better self, to better love yourself, so that you can better become all you were meant to be. Hey, everybody, welcome to another Week of the Drive podcast. I'm Josh Downs, and today's episode is episode 515 Stand for Kind. Now, I hope that uh, you all had a great week last week, enjoyed Easter, spent some time with your family, lots of Easter egg hunts, hopefully some barbecues. We actually finally started to see the sun just a little bit uh, this past weekend, which is was really, really nice. It was definitely needed. A lot of the snow was melted. Now we're just praying that Utah isn't just going to wash away <laughs> in a flood because this has been an unprecedented winter there is more snow than there's ever been. I remember when I was very little in a, a similar year, but still not as bad as this year in terms of snowpack, my parents taking me downtown Salt Lake City to see how Main Street had become a river uh, lined with sandbags and just water just flowing just like a river. I think there were some people fishing <laughs> in it and stuff, but uh, it it was, it was pretty bad uh, back then. So, hopefully we learn some things from that and we can manage the, the water and the runoff that will be coming and be able to mitigate any any potential flooding. But still, it has a lot of people concerned. So you may want to pray for us here in Utah as, as we continue to, to pray for other places as well um, that are uh, go through different things and, and different natural disasters. We we all could use each other's help and support and prayers at times. So keep us in mind as, as we start warming up and, and hopefully we won't see anything too too crazy or too bad happen. But hopefully you're able to, to get out, enjoy the sun a little bit this past weekend and again have some fun at Easter. It's just I always love uh, spring and, and this time of the year and the Easter season. And hopefully there's a way for you to connect a little bit with God uh, through the course of, of the weekend as well. It's really a holiday that's comparable in a lot of ways to Christmas, where we celebrate the birth of Christ at Christmas, we uh, we celebrate and acknowledge His sacrifice at, at Easter, and His triumph over over both physical death and sin for all of us. So, uh, hopefully, you're able to take a few moments and reflect on that and and express appreciation in some way for all that uh, that He's done for us and continues to do for us. Now, before we get into our episode here today, um. I want to start out by just asking you a question and and that is what's important to you? And I want you to think about that for just a moment. What's important to you? Now, if you're like me, your mind probably went to a thousand different things, and maybe something depending on whatever situation you're in currently. But one of the things that I hope is at the top of your list is your health. And I, I say that because without our health, it really is hard to do very much in life, let alone just enjoy life, right? We can enjoy life so much more when we're in good health. The reason I wanted to bring that up is because I'm excited to have the opportunity to be speaking at Utah's largest natural health and wellness expo, an event coming up here soon. It's called the Be Healthy Utah Natural Health and Wellness Conference, and it's just around the corner. The dates are April 21st through the 22nd at the Mountain America Expo Center in, in Sandy, Utah, and it's just going to be a phenomenal event. I can't wait to, to be involved with it and to see all the, the good things that are going to be happening as a part of it. I will personally be speaking on Friday the 21st from 8 o'clock, uh, 8 p.m. that is, to 8.30 p.m. So I'd love to see you there If uh, if any of you would like to come hear me speak. I'm going to be speaking on kind of the topic of the obstacle is the way your personal health journey and story, and how to embrace that. And I'm excited to have the opportunity to speak at this and to be a part of it. If you've not already gotten tickets, because I know they've been advertising it now for a little bit. I'm a little late on the the ball getting this out there, but I will be mentioning it in the next couple episodes as well. You can go to BeHealthyUtah.com to purchase your tickets. Tickets are $37 for two-day tickets and $17 for single-day tickets, but because we want you there for the full two days, I have a discount code that you can use that will basically get you the two tickets for the price of one. It's a 40% off discount code, and it is Josh40. If you just type in Josh40 during the checkout at the place where you'll see that you can enter a discount code, you'll be given those tickets for 40% off. Great deal for those two days to get in and to see what's going on there. There will be... 30 different speakers that will be speaking throughout the conference, many well-known professionals in the, the health industry and natural wellness industry that will be addressing different topics uh, such as mental health and, and natural products that are available and, and methods to help us really achieve the optimal level of health, which is really what this conference is all about. There will be food demos, interactive classes, uh, over 100 vendors. And just so much learning under one roof. It really is a phenomenal event. Can't wait for it. Hope to see you there. And, and you know what? Tell you what. I have access to 10 free tickets that I'm more than happy to give out for the first 10 that reach out to me and request those tickets. So, and you can reach out to me on on Facebook under Josh Downs uh, or Instagram Josh Downs Coaching, even TikTok Josh Downs Coaching. Just message me there and let me know how many tickets that you'd like. I have ten of them available right now, and uh, I can give them to the first first ones that reach out and and request those tickets from me. So, let me know if you do, and I'll get those to you. Get you a code that will help you get those tickets for free, and uh, more than happy to do that so that you can get there and experience this this great conference. Now. For today's thought and message, this week's really, um, I wanted to I wanted to share a little bit about, again, my personal journey, kind of where I'm at right now, some things that have come up recently, um, and some changes that I'm going through. As many of you know, I was with a foundation for a while called Love Hard, and I loved my time there. It was an incredible foundation, incredible group of, of people. Very much like a family, I've been with them for the past year, doing all kinds of things to to help promote mental health in teenagers. Um, well, we had the opportunity; we were approached by another foundation called Stand for Kind, that has been in existence for over ten years, and they have really laid the foundation of a incredible framework to be able to support parents, teachers, and students in a myriad of different ways in navigating a lot of the mental health challenges that are out there right now. And everything from uh, anti-bullying, cyberbullying, suicide awareness and prevention, uh, crisis management, and even threat assessment are some of the things that we're looking at doing here recently. And So I joined forces with them just a little over three weeks ago, and it's just been an incredible experience. They're a phenomenal group as well. And one of the reasons I decided to do that is because they have access to basically schools all across the state, which is going to allow me to get into so many more schools and be able to get the message that I've been trying to share now for a little while this past year called LIFT, uh, which stands for Lift Your Fellow Teens, and encouraging teenagers to really get outside themselves, to connect with others, and to recognize that the best way to feel better about their own life is to help somebody else's life become better. That's just how it works and that the, we rise by lifting each other. And so I'm excited to have the opportunity to promote that in a very big way, a big setting with this group. There are multiple uh, schools and states uh, all across the, the country. And of course, we're going to be focusing though here just uh, Utah at the beginning and then probably branch out from there. So I wanted to just kind of make that announcement as well today and just share a little thought based on the premise of really what the foundation is all about, which is surmised in its name, Stand for Kind. And ironically, as I was deciding what I wanted to to share with you today in relation to this, I happened to be watching a movie with my daughters the other night. As you probably know, we we tend to like to do that, especially during the winter when we just can't get outside and do anything fun. Um, And the movie that we happened to be watching was The Hobbit. And uh, it was the second uh, movie in the series, the Desolation of, of Smog. and I, I don't have any sons, so my daughters occasionally have to watch what I want to watch and uh, and I don't apologize for that. In fact, they like a lot of the things that I, I like to watch. Um, and, and you know what truth be told, I didn't pick this particular movie this time. It was Michaela, my youngest. I think she's reading the book The Hobbit in in school and so she uh, she asked if we could watch it. Um, I Hopefully just because she enjoys the book, not to, to try to understand <laughs> the story without reading the book so she can still pass her tests and assignments. I'll have to talk to her about that. Uh, but we, uh, we started watching the series, and like I said, we got to the, the second one. There's three, three movies in the series. And during the second one, The Desolation of Smog, I was reminded of a great, great truth that was taught by who else but Gandalf, the, the wizard. Right, Uh, One known for his uh, incredible wisdom and uh, his understanding of complex situations in life. During a conversation that uh, he was having with one of the elf queens about the fate of the world and the impending darkness that was really now on their doorstep, he was asked why he was placing so much value on a simple little hobbit, Bilbo Baggins. Of which he said, and here's, here's the lesson, and when I heard this, I knew I had to share it. I think I may have mentioned it once before in a previous episode, but I just I love, love, love this statement. He said, Saruman, one of his colleagues, believes that it is only great power that can hold evil in check. But that is not what I have found. He said, it is the small everyday deeds of ordinary folk that keep the darkness at bay. Small acts of kindness and love. Why Bilbo Baggins? Perhaps because I'm afraid. And he gives me courage. (laughs) Oh, I just, I I love that statement. And as you watch the show, you you kind of recognize like this little person makes the biggest impact, not only in the lives of, of the group that he's traveling with, but really in all of Middle Earth or all the world for that matter, And it's not because of the the big person that he is, but because of the little things that he does, which leads me to the, the great principle and truth I've come to understand that you don't have to be great to do great things. You can, in fact, affect all mankind by being kind to all men. As a part of this message, I've, of course, been going into high schools and junior highs and, like I said, sharing my Lift, Lift Your Fellow Teens message. And I've loved my time with each of the wonderful schools and the students that I've been able to share this message with. But, you know, I've also come to love the elementary schools that I have recently been able to visit. They are a very, very special place. All of those elementary schools are incredibly special. I would even go so far as to refer to them as sacred in my faith there are sacred places uh, that we call temples and these temples are places where we're meant to go to be able to connect with god they're they're places of of beauty and and purity and peace and i'll tell you it's hard to describe the feelings associated with attending the temple and being in it but i'll also tell you that the only place that i found that is truly comparable to it is elementary schools (laughs) the kids there are just so good and so pure and so innocent. It may not be the most peaceful setting <laughs> at times, but it is a sacred place, and it's not hard to see why Christ's favorites were always the little children, and why he commands all of us to become as a little child. There's so much goodness and innocence in these these places. How someone could do some of the harmful things that we are starting to hear about in the news. To these little ones is beyond me and, and something that i will never understand but they need our help just as much as the older kids do in fact i believe that many of the problems that exist in our high schools and middle schools can be solved best in our elementaries in fact the word elementary itself says everything that we need to know about the issues at hand the word elementary means literally relating to the basic elements of a subject The issues of violence and racism and bullying and even suicide that we're facing today are not the problems. They're the symptoms of a deeper problem, one that cannot be fixed or solved on the surface. We need to go deeper to the elementary level of who we are and what's being taught and experienced in life in order to be able to adequately address it. The truth is that sick people infect other people and make other people sick. Her people seem to do the same thing. They hurt other people. The solution isn't intense therapy, medication, or counseling, at least not always. I believe, more than anything, it's kindness. Small, everyday, random acts of kindness is what holds the darkness at bay, that lifts others, that inspires others, and encourages others to be better and to do better. Acts of kindness that let others know that they're seen and valued and even loved as a person. Acts of kindness to remind others that they are not alone, that they always have a friend and someone who cares about them. It's, isn't that not really the best way to raise our children? I know we need to discipline them when necessary, but even afterwards, we're taught to show an increase of love and kindness. Don't we all respond better, including our own kids, to love and kindness more so than we do or they do to fear and force? In the New York Times article I came across in just researching this a little bit, titled The Unexpected Power of Random Acts of Kindness, um, made it very clear that, that new research shows that small gestures matter even more than we may think. Uh, they referenced a story where in late August, I believe of last year, Erin Alexander, uh, who was 57, sat in the parking lot of a Target store in Fairfield, California, crying because her sister-in-law had recently died. And she's just having a really hard day. The barista that was working at Starbucks inside Target was having a hard day as well. The uh, Apparently, the espresso machine had broken down, and she was just overly stressed with life in general. And apparently, Miss Alexander was able to pick up on this, who, after stopping crying herself uh, because of what she was going through, had gone inside to get a drink, um, and, and come to kind of sense what was going on with the barista. Just simply smiled and ordered her drink and then told her to just hang in there. Well, After picking up her order, she noticed the message that had been left on the cup. Just simply said, Aaron, your soul is golden with a little heart scrawled next to that, that message. I'm not sure I even necessarily know what your soul is golden means, she said, while laughing and crying, recalling the incident. But the warmth of that small unexpected gesture from a stranger who had no inkling of what she was going through moved her deeply. Of course, I was still really sad, she said, but that little thing made the rest of my day. Studies have shown that that pro-social behavior, basically voluntarily helping others, can help lower people's daily stress levels, and that little simple acts of connection like texting a friend mean more than many of us may even realize. Researchers who study kindness and friendship say they hope these new findings strengthen the scientific case for making these things and these types of gestures happen more often. One researcher in particular by the name of Tara Cousinow, who is a clinical psychologist and meditation teacher and author of The Kindness Cure, How the Science of Compassion Can Heal Your Heart and Your World, said that I have found that kindness can be a really hard sell. The people desire kindness, yet often feel inconvenienced by the thought of being kind. No small act goes unnoticed. It will help your own heart, maybe even more than the recipient's. Sometimes it's something much sillier when... Kimberly Britt, president of Phoenix College in Arizona, left for a week of vacation in July. It was reported that her vice president of student affairs hid 60 rubber chickens in her office. (laughs) She did so, uh, so that she wouldn't find them all immediately. It, It took her a while, she said, but it was meant to bring a smile to my day when I returned and whenever I found one of those silly chickens, and it did. And it since inspired this particular person to begin a random acts of kindness challenge on the campus of that particular college and just since that initial act and challenge they've recorded over 200 acts of kindness so far as a result she's very quick to say that if you have not already gotten in the habit of performing random kind acts or if it does not come naturally to you to just start by thinking what you'd like to do It's not about you being like, oh man, now I have to learn how to bake cookies in order to be nice, she said. It's about what skills and talents do you already have and how can you turn that into an offering for other people. My message personally has always been one that is very simple and direct, that it only takes one thing, one small thing, one little thing, one act, one word, one smile and sometimes even just opening one door to change and impact somebody's day for the better. Each school I go into, I commit the kids to do just one thing each day to lift another person. Like I said, even if it's just holding open a door. In fact, as a part of that message, I share a video with kids about a young man who was being bullied himself. A young man that felt very alone and disconnected. And instead of getting down and closing himself off to others, which is really the natural thing to do, he decided to take a different approach and to open himself up by opening a door. Every day he was the first in his school and uh, classes that he went to just so he could hold open a door for his classmates. At first they said that they thought it was a little weird, (laughs) which is probably pretty normal. But the more he did it, the more they appreciated it. At first he was known as just simply the doorman, but then people got to know him by his name and eventually they got to know him. So much so that he was even voted as prom king for the entire school, of which one student said that when his name was announced as the winner of the prom king, everyone cheered like they had won. He said it just, it seemed like it was their way of saying thank you to him for all those doors that he'd held open for them. Well, about two weeks later after sharing that particular story in an elementary school dressed as Batman, because, I mean, why wouldn't I dress as Batman to share that story and message with with elementary kids? I mean, who do you think they would like to hear from more and be inspired by more, Josh Downs or Batman? Yeah, that's an easy decision. Exactly. Well, sharing that message, after sharing that message and hoping to inspire a group of young elementary kids to basically use their own superpower of kindness to look out for and lift others in ways that came to them. I received a text message from one of the teachers at that particular school informing me after the assembly that a young boy named John, who was in second grade, had started showing up early to school, just so he could hold open a door for his classmates. They even sent me a picture of their security cameras that caught him in this simple act of kindness. And in the picture, you could just see John holding open the door with just the biggest smile on his face that he'd ever seen. He appreciated it so much when the office ladies told him that they had noticed him holding open those doors and thanked him for what he was doing. Well, one day, uh, the, uh, the teacher said when they had a chance to inform his dad about what he'd been doing, his dad said, Yeah, he decided to do it after Batman came to his school. (laughs) I'm telling you, these kids are so, so good. We can learn so much from them. It's just such a great inspirational story that even at that age, you're never too young to make a difference in the lives of others. After hearing both of those stories and so many others, I'm convinced more than ever that we will never overcome the bad by focusing on the bad as much as we will by focusing on the good, encouraging the good, supporting opportunities for good, and teaching others that they can make a difference in their own lives and in the lives of others by just simply being kind. Mankind is in need of kind men and women more than ever before. And there's no better place to start than with our own kids, leading them by example, or in many ways, by following theirs. Now, I'm not sure what problems you're facing in your life today, what problems are weighing heavily in your mind and in your heart. But I know today what you can do to better put a smile on your face in spite of your life's problems. And that's by helping someone else to smile. By just simply doing something kind for them, for someone else, anyone else. The best way for each of us to feel better about our lives is to help someone else's life become better. So I want to give you the same challenge I give to the kids when I visit their schools. I want to challenge you to commit to one random act of kindness each day for one week. That's seven days this week. Seven opportunities to make someone smile and seven opportunities to make yourself feel good by doing something good for someone else. And if you like it, then keep it going. And uh, I can tell you, I'm pretty sure that you will. If you think it comes easy, you'll, you'll find that really isn't the case. It actually takes effort and a dedicated mindset to look for those kind of opportunities. We can easily, so easily go throughout an entire day, almost like driving to work <laughs> and get to the end of it and think, wow, wait a minute, how did I get here? I don't even remember the drive, let alone the day. We have so much going on. It can be so easy to get lost in it all, can it? But the best way to make the most of your day is by making the most of the opportunities to be kind throughout the day. So look for them. Pray for them and be ready to do just one small thing. Pay a compliment. Smile at a stranger. Pay for someone's food behind you. Shovel someone else's driveway hopefully next winter. Hopefully we're done getting snow. Send a heartfelt text to someone. Give someone grace for a mistake or even forgive someone for a hurt that they caused. Help someone to laugh. Maybe even just Hold open a door for someone. The possibilities are truly endless, just like the ripple effects of a kind word or deed might be as well. Whatever you do, your random act of kindness may just be what that person needed most at that very moment. As Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, To leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition. To know that even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. That is to have succeeded. Boy, just think how this world would be if we all made kindness more of a priority. If we all made the decision to take a stand for kind. The Savior taught this as one of the crowning achievements of approaching a life of perfection when He said, But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Clearly, one of the crowning characteristics of perfection is kindness and love. And love will always be best shown through kindness. Thanks for listening, you guys. This week, I hope you make kindness a priority. And look for just one thing that, again, you can do each day for someone else. Something maybe you wouldn't normally do, but something someone else will be grateful that you did. After all, kindness has the power to turn a a bad day into a better day, Uh, a dreary world into a better world, and a dark and dreary life into a life perfected. Remember, you don't have to be great to do great things. It's not great power that can hold evil in check. It's the small, everyday deeds of ordinary folk, like you and me, that keep the darkness at bay. Small acts of kindness and love. Why a second grader named John? Perhaps because I'm afraid and He gives me courage. Thanks, John, for setting an example for us to follow. Until next time, I'm Josh Downs and you've been listening to The Drive.